0: All right, we're back, and we turn to the subject of prayer again, and fittingly, we have Ryan Moynihan with us. You'll recall Ryan from the Lord's Prayer episodes. Welcome, Ryan.
2: Thank you for having me. Excited to be here.
0: And I'm really looking forward to this one. I think all of us have been challenged by this passage. Um, let's jump right in. Tim, do you want to read it?
1: Sure. Uh, Matthew 7, verse 7 through 12. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Thanks.
0: All right, let's jump in. What does this sequence of prayer signify, the ask, seek, and knock? Why do you think Jesus uses these types of progressive, almost badgering words, when, especially when we get to the word knock? Doesn't God hear us when we call? Why do you think we have this type of escalation?
3: So I I think that there must be there must be something sanctifying in that process. Um I, I don't think it's by mistake. I don't mm-hmm. think it's just um a flourish. You know, sometimes when I'm writing I like to write things in threes. uh, The comic timing of three? Yeah, just I want to have three things there because it seems balanced. And before I ever read this question, I thought of this as something like that, just something to be a balanced statement. Hmm. But there is something that seems to be intensifying. Hmm. And it, it, it makes me think think that there must be something that we need in that process. Uh, and I think that, uh, and we'll get into it further, I think, with uh, some of the other things that we'll discuss as we go along. But there must be something important for us. Yeah, It's, it's not, or at least I want to believe that it's not, I don't think it can be that God just doesn't hear the first time, <laughs> right? Like you,
0: you can't hear. Oh, yeah. what? What was that? I, speak up, speak <laughs> right, up. Right,
3: that he's or that he's ignoring us. Right, the first time we pray,
0: like he's too busy, and you got to knock on a door louder. Exactly.
3: There's something that we need there. Yeah. There's there's some kind of uh, benefit for us. I
0: really like that. That's so. This is for us. Yeah, I I agree. What What do you guys think?
2: I so I had never really looked at this as progressive before i just was like oh when you ask you want to receive something um and if you knock someone's going to answer right they're Mm. just i don't know i always thought of them as just different just to make a point but uh i think it's really important to look at luke's account Mm. because Mm. to understand what knocking really means i needed to dive into luke to really understand um kind of what, what is happening there, right? Because the imagery is just a little yeah, bit more.
0: bring that out. Um,
2: and so I don't know if we want to get into Luke. Do it. But uh, I I would I think it's really helpful for me to kind of conceptualize mm-hmm. what, what Jesus is really mm-hmm. talking about here. So um, in Luke 11, five, uh, starting there, he said to them, and again, just before I get in, this is a parallel passage, right? It's talking about mm-hmm. the same thing about knocking and finding and all that. So. It's not necessarily the exact same as Matthew, but it, it's related. Um, Luke 11:5, and he said to them, "Who will you, who of you, will have a friend and will go to him at midnight and say to him, "Friend, lend me three loaves, because a friend of mine has come to me on a journey, and I do not have anything to set before him." And that one will answer from inside and say, "Do not cause me trouble. The door has already been shut, and my children are with me in bed." I am not able to get up and give you anything. I tell you, even if he does not give him anything after he gets up, because he is his friend, at any rate, because of his impotence, he will give up and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it will be opened. But what father from among you, if his son will ask for a fish... Instead of a fish, we'll give him a snake. Or also, if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. Therefore, if you, although you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father from heaven give the Holy yeah. Spirit to those who ask him?
1: Hmm.
2: And so, for me, when I was looking at this passage in comparison to Matthew's account, I think that word impudence, mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird word. Hmm. I was like, uh, I don't use that word. <laughs> uh what does it mean? Like there's been kind of debates on um, in Christian history about like the exact meaning of that word. Like what's a good replacement word? Is it persistence? Mm-hmm. Is it boldness? Um, is it something else that we're kind of missing? Those have been kind of the two camps. Mm-hmm. But I think it matters for the account, right? So you mm-hmm. have someone asking another friend, they have a visitor show up at their house mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. They have to go ask a friend for help because they don't have what they need to be a good host, right? And so I was reading some commentaries and what it sounds like is um, in that culture, if you show up at night, you're expected to be a good host and provide them food Mm -hmm. and bread and to, to make, be a good host, essentially, like that's part of the culture. And if he doesn't have it, his responsibility is to go to his neighbor and ask for help because this is a small community. If you're hosting in one house, it's all connected. And so Mm. you're all hosts, not just one person. And so I think what's really interesting about this passage is the fact that he's asking his friend for helping another person. And it's the boldness to like knock on his door and ask for help. Mm. And as people, we're just kinda, we don't really wanna be disturbed. And that night, you know, like, we we don't want to answer the door and just go, oh, yeah, sure, let me upend my whole night and have my kids wake up, and now I have to deal with this and answer the door and help you out. But God isn't like that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we could dive into it more. I'm I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. Yeah. But I've always, I've always found it kind of a confusing passage. Mm-hmm. But the more I look at it, the more I think of, you know, is God just doing it because he is honorable and he's answering the call when we Mm -hmm. come to him in neediness, or is it he's not anything like us and he's not hesitant when when we knock on his door, he's willing to answer right away. He's not like us who is disturbed.
0: That's really interesting. I I do think this is getting at something about God's character and that he is different than us in that way. Um, uh, Tim, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's like There's a lot of things I'm thinking about when you're talking, Ryan, because part of this is part of this passage is saying if if I ask, will I get anything right? Mm -hmm. And there's uh, from the Luke passage, there's a confidence that God is how much more is God going to give when we ask and uh, so there's like a confidence there. And I think that there's a lot mm-hmm. to draw out there on that. We can have confidence that God's going to actually hear. Um, And then there's this other part where it's like this persistence. You got to mm-hmm. ask, you got to yeah. seek, you got to yeah. knock and kind of like, well, why doesn't, why don't we only have to do it once? Right. There's kind of this persistence implied mm-hmm. both by this and by the Luke 11 passage. Like he's not just like, Oh, you know, I, I tried to, knock on my friend's door to get bread for my hope, my guest, but you know, he, yeah. then he's kind of saying, ah, oh, I can't actually do it and uh, I don't really want to do it, but mm-hmm. there's this persistence and mm-hmm. I'm going to do mm-hmm. this thing that's uncomfortable and takes effort from me. Um, and oh, yeah, I was just, I was just like reflecting on that. It's kind of this through line through scripture that God kind of he wants our persistence like our persistence is is somehow like essential to our walk with him and i feel like there could be a bunch of different reasons for why um and i don't exactly know i think some of it's it does something to us Mm -hmm. i think it's something about the relationship aspect Mm. something about the you know there's like a spiritual war going on. You know, I think mm-hmm. about Daniel. Yeah. Who like prays, And then 21 days later, an angel comes. He's like, as <laughs> soon as we heard you pray, we were on it, but we had some business to take care of right. <laughs> first. There's this I, whole side
0: <laughs> war thing happening. Yeah. And...
1: So I, I don't know. I like, I think there's a lot of different parts to it, but um, the, like the, in terms of the progression, right. My like main, through line was that, you know, the faith of praying and of being persistent in prayer as part of that, like living faith, that action Mm -hmm. that we're called to exhibit like throughout scripture.
0: I I like what you're saying there. I I thought the same, that, that this has to do with faith. But there's two parts of the faith, right? There's the faithfulness, like that you'd be persistent in prayer. And actually, I was reminded of Luke as well, but Luke 18, the parable of the persistent widow. Mm -hmm. And uh, why does Jesus uh, tell his disciples that one? So that they should always pray and not give up. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole purpose of telling that. And so there's this faithfulness, like that we'd be persistent, that we'd keep praying. But then there's also faith in the one we pray to, that we have faith in God, that he is good. And I think we'll get into that more. But um, kind of backtracking a little to something you said, Van, about um, this is for us, this ask, seek, and knock, it made me think of when you, you see God like questioning us when he when he comes to us like uh when he talks to Cain and he asks him you know why are you why are you down mm-hmm. and uh god knows so he's right. asking to help Cain mm-hmm. draw out Cain and i think there's something like that going on here too with ask seek and knock and i don't know uh exactly uh if this has like I, I I don't know. Like, is ask like when when you ask like maybe you feel close to God and you're like I just ask Him or mm-hmm. maybe seek maybe maybe you're struggling with something and you need to seek Him and or knock mm-hmm. like something horrible is happening you're banging your head against some pain and you're crying out to God I I don't know if that's exactly the flavor of what this is mm-hmm. is about but I I do think there's something else important in that I see God doing each of these things that He's He's called out. Us mm-hmm. and his call is irrevocable. He's he's the the one who leaves the ninety nine to search after the one. He's the one in in Revelation three who's knocking on the door of our heart. And so, if nothing else in prayer, we we can taste a little bit of of who God is too.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, He doesn't leave any doubt for you to have. You will get an answer if you ask. You will get <laughs> yeah. an answer if you knock. Like it's not it's not like us. We're not like that.
0: Yeah. So
2: his character is just something to reflect on, I
0: guess. Let's move on to another question. Jesus could have placed provisions on prayer here, restrictions, clauses, conditions, whatever you want to call them. Why do you think he doesn't do it? We know he's not preaching a, a name it and claim it kind of gospel. So is it significant that he places no restrictions on what we ask God
1: so, I mean, I'm, when I think about this, the emphasis of this passage, I think, has to do with the fact that God can and will give good gifts mm. to those who ask. Mm-hmm. And the, the fact that you both, like, you be persistent and you can be persistent because, you know, you can trust the person. Um, and so, to me, this question kind of gets at... You know, I think about the Pharisee and the tax collector, and one of them was very confident. This is in Luke eighteen as well. Um, the Pharisee was very confident that God would hear him because of a type of person he was and his mm-hmm. righteousness. The tax collector was hoping <laughs> that God would hear him, um, and but came with the spirit of humility and looking for looking for transformation, um, and. That this, this, when I think about the fact that Jesus isn't making a restriction or a clause, I th- think one of the reasons is because there's not, there's not like this prerequisite for prayer in the sense that I don't need to be at a certain level. Hmm. If I, if I, if I'm coming to God in humility, I mean, humility is the prerequisite, right? But mm-hmm. if I'm coming to God in humility, regardless of where I've been. And I come with a, sp- a spirit of asking and of seeking and of knocking. Like I can mm-hmm. have an expectation that I will be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's like, I think one half of the the conditions or cl- restrictions that could be on this. Like we're
0: all equal in front of God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We all have equal access to him too, which yeah.
1: is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. And then, then there's the other half of, okay, maybe there's not restrictions on who I am, but then there's restrictions. Could there potentially be, be restrictions on the thing I could ask of? Uh,
0: that's a, mm-hmm. good and, yep. and yeah, that's that a
1: good question. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about. And, and I'm curious what you guys think about yeah, that. I,
0: I don't think you can uh, – well, uh, if we could just uh, – we, we would turn God into like a genie in, in the bottle, right? Like mm-hmm. that we would be essentially God in that case where if we could ask for anything, we just get it. So it can't mean that, right? But I Mm -hmm. think you're getting at something really
3: important. Yeah, I think, you know, the the passage in Romans, there's a passage in Romans 8 in verse 26, where it says, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray. For the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Mm. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called to His purpose. And I, as I thought about this question, I thought, and I thought about equality too. We all have equal access to God, but we're all also equally unqualified. <laughs> <laughs> To know what we ought to pray for, yeah that there's the there are you know prayer in in a certain sense emerges from a desperation mm. We're 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 when we're in touch with our own spiritual poverty we're in touch with how far we are from god's will, then uh, there's a desperation that comes from that that can manifest itself in prayer, and I thought about. I thought about when my kids were infants when they were newborn babies and they cry. They don't know how to communicate yet. They have no they have no skill set there. The only way they can communicate a need is out of desperation mm. is crying. And what happens as I get to understand the baby's cry and the baby gets to understand how he needs to cry to get what he needs, then I start to think, oh, nothing's wrong. He's just, he woke up in the middle of the night and he's discouraged that dad or mom are not there and that he's complaining about it, but nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. So I will ignore it Yeah, and hope that he goes back to sleep. Then there's the cry of when they fall and hurt themselves. That's a different mm. cry. There's a different... Level of desperation in it. Then there's the cry when you have to discipline them and take something from them that they disagree with you taking taking it from them. It's a different kind of cry, but you don't know this at first. You know, with my first child, with my first, whenever he cried, I was running. Oh no, he's dying! What's wrong? (laughs) 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 And I I think that, and I think the passage in Romans eight says. There's a part of us that has no idea what to pray. We don't know we don't know how to start, we don't know how to begin, and I know for me that can sometimes confound me. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to talk a little bit later about some obstacles to prayer. But that can confound me and make me think, well, maybe I'm just not ready to yet. Mm-hmm. But that the spirit intercedes for me and kind of and interceding means the spirit understands my language hmm. and understands God's language and can intercede and make known to God what I really need. So in a sense,
0: in prayer, God is ministering to you by the Spirit and helping bring out things that you're not even maybe aware of that you need to pray about Right, you need His help
3: with. I, I think that's exactly it, and I think that's where the need for perseverance comes in. Hmm. Because if you give up before you get to that point where you're starting to really communicate to God and starting to really hear Him communicating back to you, then you miss out on that.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I've been convicted about with studying this passage is how much I tend uh, to gravitate toward the written word and reading Versus the amount of time I spend in prayer, mm-hmm. and I, I, having been studying this for a while, I've been praying more, and mm-hmm. <laughs> convicted by it, and um, I have noticed that there are things that you get in prayer that you don't get from just reading. Right.
2: I totally agree. Uh, what's funny is, like, all those things that you were just bringing up were stuff that I had written in my notes. Mm. We didn't talk before this at all. <laughs> um, and so I, I, it's just funny that we're, we're very on the same page here. Cause I, what I was going to bring up is the importance of the spirit. But since we just talked about that, um, one thing that I think you said, Matt, a little bit earlier is the idea of like, you know, what are we asking for? I think prayer is a way for us to be students, Jesus Mm -hmm. is a teacher. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be disciples. That's not just like you just say a word, right? We're supposed to be learning to be like God, Mm -hmm. like Jesus. And I think one of the things that strikes me about this section is, you know, why does he have no restrictions or conditions is we've just gone through this whole long string of Sermon on the Mount Mm -hmm. and all these things to think about. And he just kind of assumes that you know it, I think. And Mm. like, what do you pray for? Well, all these things I was just talking about five seconds ago. Um, (laughs) And and so, but what I find so interesting about that is in Luke's account, the gift is explicitly the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I think with the Spirit comes all of these other things that we should be praying about. And so it's not like what you were saying, a, a genie. We just ask for things we want. Like honesty is super important in prayer. But to be in tune with the Spirit, persistence teaches us how to be in alignment with God, right? Mm-hmm. Prayer is shaping our hearts to mm-hmm. be His will, just like the Lord's prayer. We're, we're, we're asking for His will, not our own will. Right. He's not just yeah. gonna help us get things that are not helpful for us. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. gonna give us what we actually need. So our our view of what is good needs to be His view or else it's, is it really good? Because my mm-hmm. view of good sometimes is just totally, totally off track. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, it's like, just to end it here is when, when I'm at work and I'm training younger people who are more inexperienced, the, the idea of just telling them exactly what to do all the time is not actually a good training method Mm -hmm. at all. Like, what do you think we should do on this project?
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And then they have to wrestle through it and figure out, well, what should I actually do? What should I be asking for? Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what he's doing. Yeah. Like what, what should I be asking for? Oh, Oh, yeah. I, all these things that we were just thinking about, like, maybe I shouldn't be asking for some of the worldly things that we think about.
0: Yeah, I like that. And, you know, what you're saying about the Holy Spirit reminds me a little bit of something you said earlier about the impotence that we could have. It's almost like a, a kid, right? Like a yeah, kid just yeah. asking for anything from their parents. Like, no restraint. I'm just going to go ask. and uh, but But we don't give kids everything they ask for, mm-hmm. right? Cause they don't know what's really good for them sometimes. You shouldn't have that candy before dinner, you're gonna spoil their appetite, You know, then you won't get the actual nutrients you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got this spirit of, of sonship or daughtership inside of us, which I love because it kinda connects it all, that we are uh, God's children and being conformed more into his likeness And the other thing I thought about with this is that sometimes when we pray, and I love that we can, we can just be totally honest, whatever's Mm -hmm. going on in our hearts, bring it out. uh, But then isn't it interesting that like once we do, then it's in the light, right? Mm -hmm. Then we can see that thing. And if it's gross, (laughs) it's obvious. right? Oh, hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the spirit convicts you and then you're like, okay, I, I can deal with this. There's so much more here. This has been a really wonderful discussion. We've we've just started looking at prayer uh, from Matthew 7, 7 through 12. And we've looked at how we can ask, seek, and knock uh of anything with our Heavenly Father. And what an amazing throne of grace we can come before. Let's let's pick this up again next time. Sounds good. Terrific.